This is Creeps Anonymous. Some 14 and a half hours later, Olivia arrived tardy to her new closing shift at the store. No one seemed to pay her any mind because when she showed up, the associates seemed wrapped up in a grocery intrigue at the customer service counter. In the dying afternoon light of the dusty store, Olivia sidled out of the break room, still tying her apron when she approached the group. Cece, her assistant manager, looked over Mary's stooped shoulders as she hung up the phone. The middle-aged manager sighed, displaying her manicured fingers over the list as she slid it across the service counter. I swear every time I think he hangs up on purpose, Mary said, shaking her head as she looked at the list. All right, who wants to get all this stuff together? A resounding silence went through the crowd, and Olivia, knowing very little about the context of Mary's call, knew enough to seal her lips. If no one wanted to put the order together, that meant that there was a reason for their reticence. Mary tapped her chewed pen against the counter, shrugging at the crowd in front of her. No takers? Someone in the back scoffed. No, because the grandson that comes to pick up this stuff is even weirder. Yeah, he gives me the creeps. Olivia's eyebrows maneuvered up her forehead, wondering what that could mean. In a broad-spectrum analysis of what could constitute a creep, did the family give off serial killer vibes? Was his grandson some sort of right-wing nut spouting rhetoric as you loaded up his pickup truck? Was he a hair sniffer? The part of Olivia's depressed mind that loved indulging in true crime documentaries was working overtime right now, trying to fill in the gap. What's going on? Olivia said under her breath to a co-worker. Cece, who Olivia had always suspected had impeccable hearing, turned, surprised to see her in the crowd with the other associates. Oh, Olivia, you're in. Olivia felt the heat creep up the back of her neck. She'd been caught slipping in late after all. She gave her a faltering smile. Mary looked over Olivia, standing in her rumpled apron with unbrushed hair, and blinked slowly, taking her in. She said nothing, but turned to address the other associates. All right, who wants to put together his list for old Mr. Muddle? Liv, if you just got in, I want you to get to work on putting together this order, Cece said, after another pointed silence from the crowd. She handed Olivia the list, watching her face drop with visible pleasure. Olivia gave her teeth a rueful swipe with her tongue and grabbed the list from her assistant manager. Sure, let me grab a box. She said, trying to fight the embarrassment as the associates looked on. She headed to the back to produce the box and looked over the list. Toilet paper, hand soap, kettle one vodka, bloody Mary mix, two of each, Worcestershire, fresh celery, Captain Crunch whole milk. Her eyebrows furrowed as she looked over the list, laughing. Old man Muddle definitely seemed like an iconoclast, based on his diet. Putting the list at the bottom of the box, she shook her head, suddenly understanding Mary's confused look as she stared down at the paper. When everything was rung up and packed, Olivia dragged the oversized box downstairs to the frigid parking lot. As she made her descent, she looked over the box of groceries again to make sure everything was there. Her eyes paused in the cereal, remembering Dima's hoodie, and to the nightmare in the cereal aisle on her birthday. She made a silent note to return the hoodie. Maybe taking it in the first place was a mistake, and this was her sign to give it back. The last door swung open into the dank, below-ground parking lot, completely empty save for one rusted pickup parked by the entrance of the lot. Her heart dropped when she spotted the truck, lifting an incredulous eyebrow, wondering if she decided about the muddles too soon. Trudging across the parking lot, she saw the pickup sitting with its driver's side door cracked. She started to grow a little anxious, slowing her approach to the truck, 
her palms growing a slight sweaty hold on the produce box cardboard. A creep could be a lot of things, she told herself, holding the box low so she could peer into the truck. Hopefully, the one she was dealing with was more of a garden variety kind. Except, when she walked around to the open driver's side door, she saw a man napping inside. Olivia couldn't quite make out much of him beyond his mask, but she could see him wrapped up in his oversized flannel under a mountain of curly brown hair. She paused, watching him sleep for a moment behind the rain-smattered window, finding him not exactly as she'd expected. A fat rain droplet from overhead dropped down onto the windshield, startling him awake. He turned to see her and jumped, which in turn made her jump. Olivia held onto the box, trying not to spill its contents, as he exited the truck trying to help. She could see the curve of his green, mirthful eyes above the line of his mask, and it seemed like maybe he was smiling at her. You gave me a scare there, sorry, he said. Olivia found herself at a mortified loss for words. I'm I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to wake you. I, I'm not a creep, she blurted. <laughs> not at all, he laughed. Sorry to fall asleep on you there. My schedule's been kind of all over the place lately. Oh yeah, I hear that, she said, suddenly wondering if she had the right person. He seemed a bit too normal compared to how her co-workers had described him. She took a subtle look around the empty parking lot for any other cars. Pretty nice that you're going out of your way to pick up your grandpa some groceries. How is he doing, by the way? He paused, and there was something strange that happened in the way he immediately shifted his body language away from her when she asked. Olivia paused, her anxiety now having her fully convinced that she was maybe bothering the wrong person. Uh-huh. Your grandpa, Mr. Muddle? How's he doing? I know it must be kind of lonely nowadays with older folks with COVID and everything. Oh, <laughs> he sighed, suddenly gesturing anxiously. Taking it day by day, you know, he's a, he's a tough old guy. Here, that box must be heavy. Let me get that for you. He reached down to help with the box. Olivia narrowed her eyes at him, suddenly pulling the box out of reach. What's his name, by the way? Mr. Muddle's supposed grandson gave her a nervous laugh, trying to reach for the box again. It's Sebastian. Sebastian Muddle. We call him Grandpa Sebi. Again, she stepped out of reach, lowering the box. Well, you'll have to wish him well for me. Do you mind if I scan your ID so I can confirm I've got the right person before I go? He scrunched his fingers, visibly taken off guard as the box slipped out of reach again. That's not, um, is that really necessary? Sorry, new store policy. I have to check if you're 21, she said serenely, waiting. He waited for a moment before sighing, pulling out his wallet, and quickly flashing her his ID. She blinked, trying to follow the wallet with her phone's camera. Whoa, hold on, you're gonna have to give me a good look at that. He looked pained at this point, giving her a pleading look. She stared back at him, calmly shifting the box's weight to her left hip. They stared each other down willfully for a moment in the parking lot, before something in the man's scarecrow shoulders slumped and he scratched at his chin. Okay, look, I'm gonna complain. Olivia watched him open his wallet back up to show it to her hesitantly. It was a normal, run-of-the-mill New York State ID with a picture of a man's unmasked face, deep, set green eyes, and a kind smile. A sharp and slightly crooked nose that peered out from a mess of curly brown hair that hadn't seemed to change since the photo was taken. She noticed two things immediately about the wallet and the ID in front of her, however. The name on the ID read Sebastian Muddle, firstly, and the credit card peering out from the slot below matched the numbers she'd punched in for Old Man Muddle's order. She pursed her lips and looked up from the eclectic box of groceries to Sebastian. 
There is no old man muddle, is there? He gestured in a vague way. Figuratively, there is, yes. Physically, no. Oh, fantastic, Olivia said, shifting the weight of the box to her other hip, growing irritated. So this is why they don't want to carry your order down to you? Because they get a smoke and mirror show and a philosophy class? Sebastian stopped for a moment, turning on his heel, looking at her with great intensity. They don't want to carry my order down? Olivia shrugged. No, they don't. They say you weird them out. To Olivia's great surprise, a giant beaming smile broke out across his masked face. She was judging by the crinkled, pleased look in his eyes. Oh, that, that's good. This is good. That means it's working. What's working? She asked. Don't worry about that part. Here, let me grab that. It's probably heavy. She was about to protest and hold on to the box, but she was taken aback by how politely he leaned over and scooped the produce box out of her hands. He made quick work of packing it down into his passenger side, making sure that nothing would shift on his way home. Sebastian looked up, almost surprised to see that she hadn't just walked off. Um, thanks for getting this together, by the way. Um, they should have sent someone down to help with all this. Olivia stared him down, narrowing her eyes at him as she leaned against the side of his pickup. You're putting on this rude act so people don't ask you about your fake grandpa because you're obviously not a real asshole. She watched his shoulders shake with mirth as he ducked back out of the car. Sheesh, tell me how you really feel. That is how I really feel, she said, tilting her head at him meaningfully. Well, it was working, he said, pausing for a moment by the passenger side door. Really well, uh, until today. Today, you mean me, she said, pointing to herself. Yes, you, he said, giving an amused but frustrated point in her direction. Usually, no one asks about Grandpa Sebi or what my name is. They just hand off the stuff. You got personal. What? She said, putting an offended hand to her chest. I'm sorry to treat you like a human being. Well, that's the thing. I didn't account for that. Now you know, and, you know, the jig is up. Okay, now that's just rich. Olivia shook her head. First of all, it's not my fault that you didn't come with a deep enough backstory for your lie. That's amateur hour right there. Amateur, he blurted, stunned. And secondly, she bulldozed right over his objections. What are you, 1,000 years old? You don't know that you have apps for this? DoorDash, all of that stuff. Sebastian raised a finger to argue, but then paused, let his shoulders fall, and started to laugh. Your first point pains me because I love to write, but I'm bad at lying, so... Yeah, and as to your second point, no, I didn't know there were apps for this. I'm really bad at this phone stuff. So, why don't you like coming into the store? Is it like a health thing? Olivia said after a moment. He seemed surprised once again by her line of questioning, but not put off. No, I mean, unless you count mental health, I just get really anxious around a lot of people. I start getting sweaty panic attacks. I feel like it hasn't worked out recently. Olivia took a moment to take all of him in, all six feet of awkward, sharp angles swimming in oversized flannel and worn denim, and found it hard to place the feeling that it gave her. It wasn't so much even like pity, but a deep-seated, wary compassion, because he looked on the outside what she felt like on the inside all the time. Yeah, that... It doesn't sound like a walk in the park, exactly, she said. No, it's mostly just kind of scary and embarrassing, he said, running an anxious hand through his hair. It wasn't always like this. I used to go to shows and stuff, and I liked bars. It just started feeling really bad to go outside after this whole thing. He gestured around the parking lot, looking and shrugging. Yeah, 
I didn't expect that bit. She laughed ruefully. You spend so much time inside that it finally starts feeling scary to leave. Kind of like the world is too loud and harsh, he said, sort of quietly. Yeah, exactly. A lot, all at once. There was a moment they both fell into a copacetic silence, suddenly appreciative for the white noise of the early winter rain coming down outside the parking garage, and the way that their breath still came out in visible puffs in the air despite their masks. Olivia suddenly wanted more than anything else just to see Sebastian without his mask, just to have face-to-face -face human contact not precluded by something that muffled her words or sat damp and heavy on her face. There was a numb pain just below the surface that ached for just a time when you could know someone by their smile, or by the way that their mouth formed the words that they spoke, the little million ticks that someone could make while your eyes learned to memorize them. She caught herself staring, lost in her thoughts, and uselessly ran a hand over her rumpled apron. Uh, well, I don't want to keep you, she said. You're probably hit your limit on human contact today, I'm sure. No, actually this was nice, he said, coming back around to the driver's side of his truck. He peered down at her from his nest of hair, and she decided she liked how wild and woolly it looked. Your, um, your secret is safe with me, by the way, in case those delivery apps don't work out for you, she said, stepping away to avoid lingering in his personal space. A nice, uh, meeting you, Grandpa Sebi. Sebastian laughed, except this time without its nervous jitter. Likewise, uh, oh, she paused, only now just realizing she hadn't introduced herself. I'm Olivia. Uh, you can just call me Liv, though. Liv, he said, trying out the name on his tongue. The way he said it brought her a small, surprising thrill of pleasure. It was like a country he'd never been to, or a song he'd never heard. I like that. Uh, thanks, she said, suddenly taken off guard by the effervescence beginning to bubble in her chest. It made her want to run and hide. I should, um, I should get back, but happy holidays if you celebrate. He lingered by his door, getting inside the truck, in a moment that felt both too long and too short for its own good. You too. Thanks for listening to Creeps Anonymous. If you'd like to support the story and want to see more episodes, don't forget to rate us on Spotify, and you can support us on Patreon where you get the episodes two days early, along with extras, bloopers, and artwork for the series. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time.